never quit, but we, you know, we just would take the big goal and chunk it down into little pieces. And same thing in that really long, nasty eight and nine hour day in the mud when I was so cold. Um, the camaraderie of having everybody else out there suffering. I mean, we were all out there just, nobody was saying anything, but you were always coming like, come on, everybody, come on, come on. And when you'd see somebody that had rung the bell and given up, we were all just, I mean, it was really kind of sad because then you knew that they were going to be out there in the cold till somebody could come and get them. <laughs> and who knows if they could even get a car to come and get them. Um, and then, you know, it's just like, oh, oh. I mean, you just felt really bad because we were all suffering and we were all having to Welcome to the Legacy Roadmap Podcast, your ultimate guide for creating a lasting legacy as an entrepreneur. Whether you're an ambitious entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, our podcast offers insightful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have navigated the path of legacy creation. We explore topics that matter to you, personal responsibility, financial growth, leadership, and succession planning. Our goal? To equip you with practical insights and strategies that help you transition from simply running your business to building a legacy. Join us each week as we delve into purposeful discussions aimed at positively impacting future generations. Your journey towards leaving a lasting legacy starts right here, right now. Let's dive in. Does your business serve homeowners? If so, you need to know about HOA.com, the number one referral network for professionals who serve homeowners. And we're looking for quality contractors and home service pros that we can recommend and refer to homeowners in your area. Not only will you get promoted on the HOA.com website, you'll get business from other certified pros and premier pros in your market. These people serve homeowners every day, so we help you build referral partnerships that keep referrals coming to your business for years to come. Go to HOA.com slash pro now and get started. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today. Do you want to make more money in your business? Most business owners focus on building revenue. That's not enough. Building profits is what feeds your family, and almost no business owner understands how to build profit without building revenue. I can show you with near-perfect accuracy the exact business growth strategies that will generate the most revenue for your business in the shortest amount of time, focused on building profit. Learn more at bizlife.coach. Our guest this week has raced as a semi-pro cyclist at the national and international levels for over 35 years. She values her two amazing sons, both of whom are on a mission to improve the world and above all else. Kathy Judson already had a PhD in pharmacy and a BS in human nutrition, so she decided to expand her education with a master's in counseling. Since she nearly died of anorexia when she was 17, she's made it her mission to live a full life. 
Nope, she's not there yet, but she's always looking forward to the next peak. Kathy is either on the peak of a mountain, competing in trail races, or on social media. Robert and Kathy Judson talk about the impact of cycling on her entrepreneurial journey and how much sport experiences can be transferred into the professional space and help people achieve their goals. Her newest book, Navigating the Race Within, helps people focus on the mind and body transformation necessary for success in any endeavor. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to to have this conversation. Just looking forward to uh, learning more about you and your book and your story. Thank you. It's good to be with you. So the first things we talk about here on the show are our legacy. And I think a book is obviously a, a big part of, of a legacy, right? Something that you're, you're leaving behind. What does legacy mean to you? Um, amazing. Your question goes right along with the last chapter of the book. Um, to me, it's living, living a legacy. You always want to be thinking of what you're going to be living, leaving behind. So to live that lifestyle now so that um, your legacy isn't a far reach for anybody to come up with. It's just how you've lived your life the whole time. And um, legacy, obviously, like we were talking about being fourth and fifth generation Coloradoans. I mean, I know the story of my ancestors. They came, they wanted to have a new life and a new opportunity and they settled in Colorado and they put forth the work to stay there. And um, I'm just really grateful for the legacy that they left and I'm hoping to leave the same for my two sons and anybody else that wants to create their own legacy. Nice. So we mentioned the book, but we haven't talked about the book. So let's talk about the book. Tell us the title and, and, and what the, what the book's about. Here's the book. Um, It's called navigating the race within um, a roadmap to total mind, body, and health transformation. And it's kind of a compilation of um, a kind of an overview of my life because I am really into positive growth and not staying stagnant. Um, I came from a lot of trauma in my childhood and it wasn't, I can't blame anybody. I can't blame my parents because I came from trauma. So, you know, I had to take it up upon myself to overcome that and keep working on myself. And I've kind of adopted that, that that's going to happen the rest of my life. thus legacy um, body. I've always, um, I had anorexia when I was 16, um, almost got really, really lightweight and couldn't participate in sports, which was my love. And so coming back from that, I just dedicated myself to, nutrition and health and became a professional cyclist and I've been cycling racing for racing on the national and international level for like 40 years so wow that's what I, <laughs> yeah. so all the big races in Colorado um I've pretty much done not the rides but the races I used to do the course I've done a ton of mountain bike racing in Colorado done a ton of road racing and um Went to the Olympic trials several times, raced at that level. So that was really, that was a great experience. And um, it's kind of interesting watching the legacy with my own son as he's running for Gettysburg. Um, just reliving those moments of running for cross, running cross country and track at CSU up in Fort Collins. And it's that that's that's been really nice to see that legacy continue 
And nice. Um, then health transformation. I have a degree in nutrition, and so I, it, to me, it's all all one. You're one body. You can't really separate it into pieces like Western medicine tries to do. And I'm a pharmacist, so I say that with full knowledge of what Western medicine does. So, so let's talk about the roadmap. What's the the idea of of, of creating a roadmap and and what that what that looks like through your book? Well, throughout the book, there's a story of us, um, my partner and I, doing um, Cape Epic together which is the longest, hardest mountain bike race in the world. And we're not young. So, you know, it was a great challenge. And just the navigating is how do you overcome getting up at 6 or 7 a.m., knowing you're going to be riding in the rain and sloshing through the mud for nine hours. And how your whole life has prepared you for that. And just working through overcoming challenges and and the obstacles always are going to be there on a road and how you're going to navigate those. You might have to change directions. You might have to totally do a U-turn, but you are always with the goal of moving forward to leaving that legacy that you were talking about. So to so share with us your, your favorite part of the book or your favorite snippet or story that, that you can share. The, the best part for me in writing the book was reliving all the memories of Cape Epic because it was just such a hard event. Um, it was the hardest thing literally I'd done in like 30 years. Just And it took everything I had mentally and it took relying on my partners um, being there to get through it. Um, so that was the best thing. I, I guess the talking about the mud stage because that was just such an epic day i mean we literally rode in the rain and 16 inches of mud for eight and a half hours so let's so let's talk a little bit more about that race for those listeners that that don't know what it is tell us tell us what it is where it takes place and and then we'll start talking maybe about some of your preparation once you made the decision to to enter that race um cape epic is um it's gonna be um, going through, we're going to go to, we're going to go again, and it'll be the 20th anniversary this next year. Um, the organizers wanted to create an event that was something that's totally memorable, but that anybody can do it. So they made two divisions. They made the amateurs like anybody age group can do and made a bunch of categories within that. And then they also made it um, for the UCI world um, champion mountain bike racers so it's an eight-day race eight-day stage race the uh, pro men will finish in like four to five hours for a stage amateurs like and then the amateurs will finish close to that and we finished in like nine hours you have to finish within 2.5 times what the pro men finish in so because they're so fast and we're so old. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we needed every one of those minutes. So it's an eight day race and it's through in Cape up. It's in um, Cape town, South Africa. It's in South Africa. It's to me compared to Colorado, it was like Colorado on steroids. And I used to say that about Chile, but Africa, South Africa is even more expansive. 
Nice. So when did you make the decision to try to participate in this in this race and, and what led to that? Um, over the last 10, almost 10 years, we've um, done many races together that um, have always been a challenge. They've always been great, great fun, great memories. Um, the preparation for me is usually the best part of it just because you have a goal. And when you have a really awesome goal, you tend to rise to the occasion. So that's one reason I've always continued. That's one reason I've always raced. I may not have raced at the levels I was once at, but to always have a goal out there makes you a better cyclist and basically better person. Um, so let's see, after we finished Breck Epic, um, I guess it was always in the back of our minds to do Cape Epic. And um, so I tried to apply in 2020. Um, we got on the waiting list. No, we applied in 2019, got on the wait list, made it into 2020, but then chose not to go because it just didn't work out timing wise. Then um, we're going to go 2021, but there were too many people left over from the race they didn't hold in 2020 because of COVID. So <laughs> we couldn't get into 2021. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to figure it out how to get this done to go to 2022. So um, there's another way you can do the lottery system or you can um, help organizations in South Africa and get a better lottery seat. So that's what I did. And we helped the um, South African Cancer Awareness Society. So that was, um, that was really nice working with Leilani and just being part of that scene. And it's just amazing how we're so blessed in America to have so many resources in cancer awareness and can skin, especially skin cancer awareness. Whereas they don't have that in South Africa and you might think that that's not necessary, but it really is. I mean, they're, you know, yeah, yeah they don't have the absolutely. resources. And so the more awareness you can spread, the better. So we got in and we uh, were able to partner with a really great guy, Johan and Alex, and they just, they gave us um, special treatment so we didn't have to stay in the tents because rest and recovery at our age is definitely helpful. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you need an increase in revenue? We help business owners find 100K in 90 days and create a roadmap for implementation. There's no pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit ownitcall.com and select a time that works for you. It's time for you to focus on doubling the 20% that creates 80% of your revenue. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So let's talk about Breck Epic that was leading to that. <clears throat> so, so tell us a little bit about that race because that obviously was the next uh, the, the next level challenge before you made the decision. Before to the go big, this before challenge. the big granddaddy. <laughs> um, Breck Epic's a great event. I've done it a couple of times. I'm thinking about doing it this year. Um, just because to do Cape Epic and Breck Epic at the same time is that would be pretty fun. Um, Breck Epic's in Breckenridge, Colorado, and it's a six-day mountain bike race. And uh, Big Mike, 
I've raced his races for 25 years. Um, he puts on a great, great events. Um, Breck Epics is Pentultimate race, and you race usually 40 to 50 miles, usually 40 miles, anywhere between 25 and 40 miles through the mountains of um, Breck, around Breckenridge. The nice thing about Breck Epic is you get to stay in Breck, and there's so many trails around Breck that there's no challenge finding uh, anything. The challenge with Breck is it's in August, so um, you can run into heat and you can run into snow. <laughs> right. One All year, right, so one, the, yeah, one year I had to go rescue people because they didn't have any, you know, they were out there forever and it started snowing. Oh. So you mentioned road biking as well. So, so what road, you've done some road biking um i i started i started doing cycling as a triathlete back in the 80s i did i've done the iron man a couple times done a few other tries um and then i fell in love with cycling when i got married and had to i couldn't keep training eight hours a day I, the, back then it was really hard to be a professional triathlete without extra funding so i fell in love with cycling and um just started racing. I raced. I've qualified for five Olympic trials. Um, raced all of them. Um, raced all the races in in the Northern Front Range. Um, a couple of years ago, I was the Colorado all, best all around rider in, in my age category. Um, I've always been up there. It's just you know, you, you timing's just you have to to win an event like that. It, everything has to just mesh. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> but just to be able to participate, level. just to be able to it's participate, it means a lot. And so, so you've obviously yes. accomplished a great deal. I mean, obviously, I think the big famous road race here is a single day, the, the triple bypass, um, you know, going over <laughs> three different passes, like a hundred and I don't know, is it a hundred and 140 know. miles? Um, yeah, that's not a race. I actually, you just reminded me, I need to sign up for that. <laughs> my, my team puts it on team evergreen helps put it on. Um, one of my best races is Mount Evans. I love to do Mount Evans where it's an actual wow. race where, where we start in Idaho Springs. It's not near as long as, um, triple bypass, but um, a lot more climb. <laughs> you're, you're racing the whole 7,000 feet. And this last year, it was so cold up there. It, it was. You could see the snow showers coming in, and then you then you have to ride back down because there's no more. <laughs> there's no more. But people some some people believe downhill's down. easier. Uh, it is, but you're freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So, so cold. So so let's let's just talk a little bit about obviously cycling and sports and how sports has given you tools for, you know, living life and, and, you know, I mean, obviously I think probably made you a better, better mother. It's, it's made you a better partner. You know, how, how has cycling, you know, influenced your, your life? Um, running and cycling have always been a part of my life. Um, I started running when I was 12, when nobody ran. In southern Colorado, people would ask me, how do you run that far? I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. I just kind of put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, just it gives you a lot of resilience 
and persistence that you get to overcome basically anything. The mental fortitude to know that what you've accomplished physically, you can apply that to mental stamina. Um, Yesterday at work, I was talking to a fellow pharmacist and I'm like, yeah, this is what I've done. This is when I was getting my doctorate in pharmacy, I still did all these things. And I'm like, I couldn't have done that without being a cyclist or a athlete my whole life just because you 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 gain a certain amount of discipline each and every day to get it done because I when I had my kids I didn't that was a t- era where 26 years ago people were like well are you going to quit racing now I'm like why why would I do that this is part of my life I'm going to be a if I take care of me I will be a better mom to my sons. So therefore I didn't ever get into the depression and the postpartum stuff because it's like, no, I'll just go ride my bike. I mean, lots of times on my bike, I've had to use it as an antidepressant, but I'd rather do use cycling as an antidepressant than taking the drugs that I dispense. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, as a pharmacist, I'd much rather see people do what I do with, and using positive affirmations, positive exercise, just taking taking their life upon themselves and figuring it out with others' help, with their own help, getting out and exercising, or you know, drugs are drug, drugs. They just kind of mask things. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's an that's an important part that you mentioned talking about. You know having a really awesome goal and being able to, to work towards something, you know, improving yourself. And I think so many people are stuck in this convenience comfort zone um, space where, where, you know, we want quick solutions. We want, you know, we want to be able to take the aspirin so the headache goes away, but we're doing that for, you know, every symptom that our body's communicating to us and masking symptoms um, with medications rather than trying to take responsibility for our bodies and, and doing the things that we know the body really needs. And so as a culture, I think we've, we've, you know, we're creating a bunch of lazy people. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not the legacy I want to live, leave. Um, the whole new weight loss drugs, the Ozempics and all of those. I mean, People come in and they're desperate to get them. But I'm like, you know, one month of an Ozempic that you have to pay for if your insurance doesn't cover it, you could buy a whole year of a gym membership for one month. (laughs) I think go do the gym activity instead of taking the easy way out and shooting yourself up with a drug. Because is that going to be sustainable? I mean, that's that's another aspect that um, sports has taught me. I'm I'm persistent, sustainable, and you know I can get the job done. I, I work with kids, uh, you know, pharmacists much younger than me, and they don't even know how old I am because I can outwork them. <laughs> nice. Well, and I think obviously training and preparing, you know, having your body at a at a whole different level. So let's talk a little bit about how that impacts your mind, right? I, you know, my understanding, especially for long events, 
where, you know, you get that, you, you hit that wall um, of your brain and everything inside of you saying, saying, we're going to die. We're going to die. We got to quit. You got to quit, you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, ring the bell and, and, and check out what has it done to you to push through and, and see the result on the backside of, of getting beyond your brain's survival instinct and telling you to quit. Oh, how many times I can't even count the number of times that I've hit that wall. Um, especially in the long endurance rides when we used to do hundred milers, it was nice that Mark was always right there because we'd always check in with each other. Not that we were always talking and chatting for the 12 hours we were riding, but we'd always check in. Okay. How you doing? How you feeling? Because then when one of us was in a lull, the other one wasn't. And so we could just encourage each other to come along, come along, you know, just, just make it to the top of this hill. Let's make it to the top of this little hill. Let's make it to the next aid station. And then, then we'll reassess. We, I mean, we never quit, but we, you know, we just, we'd take the big goal and chunk it down into little pieces. And same thing in that really long, nasty eight and nine hour day in the mud when I was so cold. Um, the camaraderie of having everybody else out there suffering. I mean, we were all out there just, nobody was saying anything, but you were always coming like, come on, everybody, come on, come on. And when you'd see somebody that had rung the bell and given up, we were all just, I mean, it was really kind of sad because then you knew that they were going to be out there in the cold till somebody could come and get them. And who knows if they could even get a car to come and get them. Um, and then, you know, it's just like, oh, oh, I mean, you just felt really bad because we were all suffering and we would all help each other get through. I mean, for a while I was in competition with this one lady and by the end we were just like, no, there's no competition needed. We're just trying to get through this thing. We survived together. We, sur we survived together. And you know, that's an important thing you can take into life. It's just, you know, when you're going through something challenging, figure out ways that you can come together and band together to get it done on a positive note instead of um, especially in women's sports there's been this unhealthy competition for so long and it's always been my desire to not have that continue and I think finally finally and some of the young girls that are doing cyclocross and mountain biking and stuff with some of the new um, leagues like the Colorado High School Mountain Bike League it's much more of a positive environment. So finally, women are learning. It doesn't have to be such so cutthroat competition. We're all in this together. And, you know, somebody's going to win, but somebody and somebody's not. But we can still all be friends. It's not a big deal. Well, and, and you, you've seen that kind of collaboration developing, like through, you know, X Games and, and some of those environments where, where the every rider's pulling for the other riders to be able to pull off that trick and, and, you know, win that, that event. And, and they're all supporting each other in a, in a different, in a different way. One of them's got to win, but right. all, all of them are, all of them are putting their best effort forward. And if everybody's putting their best effort forward, then you've all won. <laughs> and it elevates, it elevates race. everybody, right. Instead of, right. instead it of like that everybody. corporate, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to kick your bike over so I can pass you, right? <laughs> I mean, somebody asked me because I was, I finished dead last at Cape Epic. 
because I on the last day I got lost. And so I so I'm racing the clock and at one of the aid stations, the UCI commissaire is like, you've only got X amount of time to get this far. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> I'm like not quitting I, now. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm going to crush this time. Then I turned into my roadie because I'm like, okay, let me just know the course. Okay, it's pretty much road. Okay, we're just going to crush this time. It wasn't to anything about him. I'm like, oh, so you threw out this little goal. I'm just going to crush your goal. So I did. And yeah, I finished dead last that day. But well, we won't say dead last because you were still alive. I was still alive. You know, that was the great thing. I was still alive. I finished that thing. And that, and then everybody, once you're a finisher, I mean, you're a finisher and of a very elite club. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Kathy, how can people find your book? Um, my book's on Amazon. And it's navigating the race within. Um, and then my uh, YouTube channel that I'm starting is Healthy Horizons Now. And my website is the same, um, www.healthyhorizonsnow.com. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Kathy Lynn. Terrific. So we end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom. You've shared lots of encouragement and lots of uh, connection between, you know, sports and, and, and life and encouraging people to take care of their bodies, take care of their, the, the, you know, thinking about the legacy that they want to leave. What, what words of wisdom would you share with our audience? To never sell yourself short, mm. to always believe in yourself don't change who you are for somebody else to fit into their, to what they want you to be. Be yourself and be the best you that you can be. That's terrific. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate thank you, you taking so the time. It was an enjoyable conversation. And thank you for being the incredible woman that you are and having the impact <laughs> that you, you are for your boys and for the people, the cycling community that you're serving. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode, brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. These aren't just buzzwords, they're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful six or seven figure business. To support you on this journey, we're offering one of our most popular books, Fish Out Leads In, 52 Fresh Ideas for Lead Generation. You can download it free at enjoybizlife.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert talks with Eric Allen about his journey of redemption and of the power of sharing redemption stories. Eric helps entrepreneurs tell better stories and get noticed online. It's important to focus on the small wins. When you stack those wins, you start to believe your story, and that belief empowers you to serve others at a higher level.